0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, Ashy's Certified uh, Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. You Remember, you can hear this show, uh, Fix It 101, reairs every Saturday at 9, right before the Gestalt Gardener. Today, we're talking about your DIY stuff that you want under the Christmas tree. So, if you have ideas or uh, or, or some uh, wants. Maybe we'll tell Santa if you call us and tell us what you want. Join the conversation with us uh, this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning?
1: Doing great. Got on the sweatshirt.
0: Yeah, it is a little uh, chilly out there. I was going to ask, how goes work this week now that the temperature has dropped, guys?
1: It doesn't affect us. I mean, we just put on the sweatshirt, and keep going.
0: <laughs> okay, Jeff, does it slow you guys down at all to be this cold?
2: No, really, really doesn't. You know, you just build another, uh, you just build another fire and keep going.
0: Okay, all right, that's the way it goes. So what have you guys been working on this week? Uh, any fun stories, Pam?
1: Well, you know, I've always got a story. I right. uh, I got up to uh, my friend's house over the holiday. Uh, she and I finished that deck, and we're quite proud of it. It's it's just amazing. And her comment was, you know, I had no idea I could do this. And my comment was, well, you, you just have to try
0: right right
1: did you bring us
2: did you bring us a picture pam
1: i did and i need to i need to get that sent out yeah send that uh, to so java guys can see this we're yeah. quite proud now
2: look hey I'm, i've got one question for you
0: did you have an expected
2: when you put your deck when you, <laughs> yeah, when you, when you put your deck boards down okay did, did you put the bark side out
1: Oh yeah yeah I did the uh, okay
2: you know that's a mistake that that a lot of people make and um, it just takes a just a second to turn that board over and put the bark side out.
1: oh yeah and then the, uh, you also have to think about your joist if you don't bow them up you're gonna have a dip in your deck that, look <laughs> at the
2: look at the crown you're exactly yep. right
0: interesting okay, okay Jeff uh, what have you guys been digging in this week?
2: Well, um, I've been doing a lot of driving this week. I'm actually in Kima, Texas right now. Oh, wow. So, yeah.
0: So uh, We have a multi-geographic all- show. I'm sorry? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, keep going?
2: <laughs> no, we, uh, we've we been from Biloxi to Kemba, Texas, so um, putting on a a lot of roofs down in Biloxi and, and yeah. just doing a little
0: traveling. Yeah, um, I'm sure Biloxi and, and all of uh, South Mississippi is uh, have plenty of work right now, unfortunately, because of Zeta coming through.
2: Yeah, there's still a lot of damage, a lot of work to be completed.
0: Right. Uh, so these past couple of days, we're getting our uh, first taste of winter, freezing overnight temps. You know how I know, and I- I've been trying all okay my bananas came up this year like in may right so i've been trying to see how big they would get before they died from the first frost so we finally got the first frost and i i I can finally say for the first time ever my bananas lasted until december this year wow wow Yeah, they, the that's first awesome. yeah the first frost came on the uh, the night of uh, December 1st so they the bananas lasted all the way to December and yes we got a couple of bananas
1: that's little, great you know little this, baby is ones. For another, this is for our other show on MPB but um one of the things that I do it's a game here to yeah. try to beat the frost to cut down my <laughs> banana tree and right. my angel trumpet. So I, I got out there, what day was it, Friday before all that rain came in? Uh-huh. Was it, it was Saturday before all the rain came in on Sunday. And I am like an I Love Lucy episode, running around, right. cutting down my <laughs> angel trumpet and my um, banana plant. And I use my Sawzall for, for,
0: for that. For the, for a banana?
1: Yeah, for my banana plant. That I got a down at saw- the bottom. Saw- my, my stems are like... Enormous.
0: Yeah, same I here. I used to. Yeah,
1: so I just got my saws off and cut it off at grade, and then I mulched it.
0: I never, I've never heard of that. I use a machete, um, just because it's incredibly cool to have a twenty-two inch knife in your hand and to sling it at something and therefore chop it off. So, but well, see, this is
1: where we need to go to the axe throwing bar, right? Right. So, yeah, I'm I'm throwing down the gauntlet.
0: Right, but first, (laughs) let's have alcohol because that always helps. All right, that always. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. If you want to get a question, and you guys want to start with an email, real quick.
1: Bring it on.
0: Bring it on. Okay. This one's going to be fun. Uh, I own a home, which was built in 1940. The floors are original to the home. There are certain spots in the floor which are really creaky. that make lots of noise. The foundation is conventional, and there's plenty of crawl space under the house. Is there something fairly easy I can do to fix the creaking? We get this uh, question quite a lot here on uh uh about the creaking floors and there are a couple of ideas there but i'm going to let you guys jump off and say what can this person do to stop the creaky floors in their house don't everybody jump in at once i'm
3: gonna
1: let jeff take that one
2: because i'm curious as well yeah you know that's that's tough that's tough guys i'm telling you um now, let me tell you what you should do in the very beginning, uh, and we do this on second second levels. We use what's called a quiet floor. Now, let me give you the principle behind a quiet floor. Mm-hmm. It is it is tongue and grooved um, decking. You take liquid nails, you put that on your ceiling joists, floor joists. Set your quiet floor down there, put your tongue and groove together, and then screw it down. Yeah. And and that is exactly what it is for. It's called quiet floor. Now, is there a quick fix on a house built in 1940? Uh, unfortunately, uh, is it squeaking due to the subfloor? Is it squeaking due to the um, floor joint? Um,
0: well, typically, no I don't think... Or well, aren't the, are the floors floating, or are they nailed down?
1: Well, if it was built in 1940, my guess is that, like mine was built 58, oh, probably- and mine doesn't. My subfloor is actually my wood floor. Oh, okay. So it could be that they were nailed into that joist, and those nails have loosened over
3: the years. Right. That's right.
0: what I was thinking. Um especially yeah, if you so. get a little moisture on those nails and they and they rust up a little bit uh one way or the other and they'll they'll pull pretty quick and they do make a squeaky sound when they come in and out of the hole.
1: Well just think about it like this, nobody can ever sneak up on you.
0: No, that's true. Nobody
2: nobody can sneak up <laughs> on you and you're probably gonna you're probably gonna um leave that down to character.
0: Well you i know, yeah.
2: with, Without doing
0: some major, major renovation, right?
1: And you could also, you know, let's go back to my solution for the tile, for the crack in the tile. I'll go get you a rug.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. A rug. <laughs> I'll say this on a on a stairs. I had a stair down to the attic when I lived in another, or down to the attic, down to down the to basement. The yeah, down to the basement when I had another home. And one of the stairs creaked really bad. And believe it or not, I got a crowbar and pulled that wood up off of the stair then i put it back down with four screws and it never squeaked again so it
3: never did
1: but you don't want to put a screw in the top of your no wood not floor. in the top of your that wood floor would, unless you could let me jeff let me ask you this could you put a screw in that and then don't they have these little caps for wood floors now could you do that
2: you know you could countersink it sure and uh sorry about that you, you could countersink it but but I, I have a sneaky feeling we're not talking one little area in this house right. built in 1940. Right. This thing, look, I've, I've been in older homes before. This thing squeaks from one end of the house to the other. <laughs> so, all right. Now, yeah. you know, I, I guess we ought to go back to the original question how, to, how do I fix it? Pull your floor up, pull your subfloor up, put your quiet floor down, and then. And then put your finish floor over that. That's the real answer to this question.
0: Yikes. Earplugs right. are a lot cheaper. Right. All right, yeah. you know, we're going to need to take a break, guys. It's uh, We're running out of time for this uh, this point. It's time for us to take our first break for the hour. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the great gifts that are out there for DIYers. We've got uh, Dina and Jesse on the line. We're going to get to Kathleen and uh, from the classics to the latest in high-tech gadgetry. We'll be hearing about that, so stay tuned. If you have any questions, comments, just tell us what project you're working on. Give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Stay tuned.
4: I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, auto Correct. We help steer you in the right direction with your car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at autocorrect.mpbonline.org.
0: You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus. Sorry, Pam. My mouth doesn't work this morning. Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877 mpb Ring. That's right, 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Kathleen's on the line. What's going on, Kathleen?
5: Well, I need help this time. I don't have a gift. I'm trying to find any tools uh, made in America for a gift for, believe it or not, we actually have our own fixit man in the area now. He listens to your show so much, he started his own business.
0: Are you serious?
5: I'm serious. Uh, a guy named John John. Oh, okay. thats what They call him around here. So uh, we're lucky now. I mean, we're luckier than we had before. Now he's so booked up to you Utah. Know, right.
0: Go <laughs> to handyman's worth his weight in gold.
5: Yes, yes, he is. Uh, I wanted to know what line of tools, if you wanted to give one to, like, my grandson and this and that. Mm mm-hmm. To buy, they're hell bent on uh, what do you call it? American made, American made. Which you don't blame them, but right. it's hard to find.
0: I have an exact answer for you that you are going to love. Okay. You ready for this? I am. Milwaukee tools are no. built. No. Milwaukee tools are built in Mississippi. Really? Yep. Built in the huh. Delta. So if that sure. is yep, if that is something, if you're looking for a great American tool uh, built in America, you can have one built just a couple hundred miles away from you. So
5: I wouldn't mind just going up to see the plant. I'm a crazy old woman. I don't like shopping, but you let me loose at a Home Depot, I could be dangerous. <laughs> right.
0: Well, yeah. If you if you go Milwaukee, that one is uh is is domestic as it gets.
5: Thanks, Jason. Listen, let me be the first to wish y'all all. Happy Christmas. Thank you. I love the addition with Pam there. Being a woman, I I sympathize and glorify everything she does. So, y'all <laughs> keep on. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, thank yeah, you, Kathleen. Bye-bye. All right. I usually don't endorse a product just so that folks know that's not something I typically do. But, you know, we're quite proud of the fact that those tools are, are made here in Mississippi. So, anyway, anytime I can help out like that uh dina's on the line and brandon and uh, she's got some exposed water pipes and it's that time of the year guys are you with us dina
4: um hi good morning good morning okay my question is my house has hex water pipes and i can't find online any instructions for if they can freeze at what temperature does your water freeze what 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 do I need to be cautious about? And second question, I cover my outside spigot.
3: Mm-hmm. I have four, mm-hmm.
4: and I cover those with those you know those foam things every yeah. year. But if I have PEX water pipes, do I need to cover those outside faucets or not?
0: Okay, so here's the question, guys. I know Pam's having a little hard uh, hearing. Um, no, but I can tell you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say the question here is, she's got uh, PEX plumbing all right so pex plumbing through her home which is the the newest latest in plumbing so so we're not talking about older uh, uh you know polybutylene or any or anything like that so it's good plumbing pex plumbing uh and she's been putting the little styrofoam things over the faucets outside so the big question is can uh, uh, does she need something over the outside faucet if she's got Peck's pipe running through the house? Jeff, do you have any ideas there?
2: I think if, if if I heard the question correctly, she's worried about her exterior faucet.
0: Correct. And should she be using those uh, styrofoam you know cup things that they that they make that you can put around them, or do you wrap them, or does she really need them? This is a big question. You know, anything that you can do to wrap those pipes outside is very helpful.
2: Um, definitely wrap everything in the cabinet. Um,
0: hang on. We're losing you, Jeff. I
2: let my outdoor I'm sorry.
0: Uh, hang on just a second. We're- there you go. All right, go for it, Jeff. Okay.
2: Wrap your pipes inside the cabinet. Definitely, um, when it gets severely cold out, let that outdoor faucet drip just a little bit. Um, it's, it's. I'm telling you guys, it's an outdoor faucet. When the temperature gets below 32 degrees, it's going to be tough, um, you know, to keep that thing from freezing. So, if if you can wrap it, that's going to help. Uh, you right. can get some heat tape. That would be more cost effective. Wrap it in heat tape, plug it in, yeah. and, um, and 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 I think you'd be fine. So that's your two options.
0: Wow. Let so, it
2: drip or do the heat tape. Okay.
1: Let me mention something else. Yeah. Because if she's got pecs, uh huh. There's a possibility she might have a manifold. Uh huh. And what that is, it's called manifold or manifold, block but it's actually, I tell people it's like an electric panel for your water. Yeah. So if she's got that, and it would be, a lot of times they're in a pantry, a laundry room, mm-hmm. a closet. If, if you've got that, and I actually had this yesterday in a house I was inspecting, they had a manifold, and then they'd gone outside and put those crazy foam things on their faucets. But right. well, what they could have done is gone inside turned off the exterior faucets gone outside and drain the line and now you don't have any water in there that's going to freeze
2: well that's yeah that's a good point pam and another thing you can do too if you don't have a manifold cut your stops off outside um you know so that's that's three or four good options
0: right and 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 uh the fact that, and if you don't know what she means by the PEX manifold, think of it like this: it's it's where your water comes in and is then distributed to several different pipes, um, so that it can go and, and, and cover your entire house. So it's called a manifold. Yeah, and it's
1: only going to be. When do you think they started using that, Jeff? Maybe ten years ago.
0: Uh, yeah,
2: probably. Uh, I don't. We don't use the manifold. Uh, I don't like them. Uh, but that's just, that's that's a personal preference. Okay. So.
0: All right. Well, Dina, I hope yeah, that if you helped got out.
2: Yeah, you it, just because yeah, just you've
1: got PEX doesn't mean you have that. And another thing that I've seen on this PEX, people have this misconception that pecs won't freeze. PEX will freeze.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: It won't break
3: like oh, okay. copper.
1: It won't <laughs> bust, but
2: Look, it will
0: freeze.
2: <laughs> just because, hey. We didn't change physics with pet. Okay. <laughs> Water stood thirty two degrees.
0: Right. All right. Well, Dean, I hope that helped answer some of your question there. Um, and uh can, that... can you still hear me? Uh, yes, ma'am, I can.
4: Oh, okay, great. Um, so those were good uh, suggestions, and yes, I do have the manifold, and yes, I do have those faucets turned off, but I didn't actually open and drain them, so I'll do that. Smart. And so at that point, I don't need the faucet covers and everything's good. So the, the second part of that question was, at what point, how cold does it have to be before PEX piping inside your house will freeze, and do you ever need to leave leave it dripping, Ever. And I think you do. do. Yeah, and that's such a good
1: point. What happens here in central Mississippi? The PEX manufacturer says that it should be insulated. But because we are so below the freeze point in our zone, a lot of folks don't insulate those in your attic. So it's kind of like a crapshoot. I think Jeff does, but the next builder may not. So just to be safe, if and my rule of thumb is if you're gonna have three days sub-freezing temperatures, that's when you do it. And we are due.
0: Oh yeah. Well,
2: we are due. Now, Pam, I'm glad you brought that up. I've been I've been in this business twenty-five plus years. I cannot remember when i had a pipe from inside someone's house with the heat on where we see our pipes burst is in the attic because remember our attics should be the same temperature inside as outside unless we have a conditioned space So with knowing that Mm -hmm. and we know we're gonna have three days of severely cold weather, open up the the access to
0: open up the access to your attic. Okay. Okay.
2: Walk through absolutely. Open it up. Uh,
0: Okay, and that'll heat it up enough. uh,
2: Remember oh yeah, absolutely. Remember several years ago when we had that Polar vortex come through. Yeah, we had so many calls of pipes bursting in the attic, what, uh, and just flooding the entire house while you're at work. Uh-huh. So, but keep in mind now: just because it gets 32 degrees for six hours, that's not enough time to freeze mm-hmm. pipes.
1: Okay. No, you need you need several days in a row.
2: That's right. right. Several days in a row, meaning. It stays below 32, 24
0: hours a day. Right. Right.
1: And the last time I think was, and maybe our listeners can tell us, it was like 2008
2: or nine or something. Something like that.
0: All right, guys. It's been a while. We're going to have to move on to the next caller. Thank you, Dina, for calling in from Brandon. Let's keep moving. Jesse is on the line in Goshen Springs and needs some, hey, Pam, needs some patio help. So uh, what's going on, Jesse?
2: Uh. Well, my next big project I got going is I'm wanting to build a patio, and I'm flip-flopping between two different kinds. I'm thinking of either going with, uh, like, pressed concrete with a design on top or laying down some uh, large tile slabs. Uh, And I'm trying to think in the long run which is going to be more cost-effective and uh, which is going to uh, handle the elements better. Uh, outside, and it's not going to be a covered area. It's just going to be straight, exposed, twenty-four-seven.
0: Hmm. I would think if you did any kind of concrete dyeing or staining, that if it was in front of the sun all the time, then 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 you would lose some color over time. What do you guys think?
1: Well, I'm going to defer to Jeff on the on the type, but the only thing I'll throw in there is make sure your drainage is good. <laughs> Oh, you yeah. add concrete next to your house, and you better make sure that that thing is slanted away from your house instead of slanted towards the house. Right.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's get positive drainage away from the house. There's a concrete dye that you can put in the concrete. Um, we've been very successful. It's not a stain that you put on top. It is an actual dye that they put in the concrete. Um, that's going to be your um, uh, most um, uh, durable as far as weather, okay. Second would be uh, concrete after it's poured, right? We do it all the time. That's something that you can, um, after it gets to wearing, you can apply it. And I apologize. I did not hear your, your other option that you were
0: thinking about doing. So it's either uh like stamped concrete or uh what was the other oh tile. Big tiles, right, Jesse? Correct. Right. Correct. Okay. What do you think about big tiles over that?
2: Um we we do we do stone, we do blue stone over patios all the time. I like it. So I'm okay. I'm okay with either one. I think from an economical standpoint, your stamped concrete is going to be your least expensive.
0: Okay. What do you think of that, Jesse?
2: I like both ideas. I'll look a little bit further into it and uh, go from there.
0: Okay. I did really love that uh, uh, concrete dye. That was awesome. That means that even if you scratch the top or something breaks off, you still got the same color underneath there.
2: Yeah, I do like that idea a lot
0: right right all right uh, let's go ahead and take a break it's time for another one we want to hear from you today join your question uh, join with your questions and comments or just tell us what project you're working on at 877 MPB ring that's 8776727464 or send an email to fix it 101 at MPbonline.org we'll be right back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, she certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media app. Okay, on the phone right now, if you didn't hear earlier, we were in a conversation about a, a home built in 1940 that had squeaky wood floors. A very common issue, especially with older floors. John is on the line in Oxford, and he said he might have a solution. What's going on, John?
6: Hi. So I spent a, uh, a week of this during the shutdown try, trying to solve this problem. And there's there are a number of solutions online, but um, I, for, I would avoid the baby powder solution. But there is a product sold at your hardware store called Squeak No More. It's a special kind of screw squeak that, no more yep and it's a special it comes with a kit it's a special kind of screw that went it will um from from above the, like standing on the squeaky floor uh-huh. you will screw down that subfloor back to the joist and then the and then the um the head snaps off and it and it goes off and, it, and then it'll hide underneath your carpet Whoa. If you're do, yeah if you're doing it under hardwood floors You'll end up with just that little bitty hole, uh-huh. that then you could just putty and um and and paint with a with a little uh, paintbrush.
0: Right, right. And then
6: you want and you'll never know it's there.
0: Huh? Was it, okay? Let me ask. Uh, this This kit is new to me. Uh, did it? How many? How many of these specialized screws did it come with?
6: So I think there were fifty in the kit,
0: oh, and then there
3: okay.
6: and then and because you want like so if it's a squeaky floor from, you know, one end to the other, mm-hmm. then, and also, then you'll, because you'll want to, you'll want to, like, screw it down every, say, like, foot or so, right. and, um, so, and then they also sell it as, a separate, just refill set of screws for the, uh, 50 or so right. as well, and, um, yeah, it's the only product that I saw commercially for this particular problem, Did- and they, and... I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: So, John, you use this with success.
6: I used it with success. The only the only caveat that I encountered uh-huh. was that when you're when you're standing on the spot, ready to screw down the the floor, you want to make sure your feet are tight o- over the like over the little um, stand that it that it comes with to like basically to weigh down the subfloor onto the joist in that spot because if it's buckled right there.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. I get yeah. what you're saying. Um yeah. so putting your weight on it to straighten out the board before you yeah. screw it down.
6: Yeah, right. exactly. Exactly.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you, John. I didn't know this certain thing exists. Can you recall a name of any sort? Did you say?
6: Uh, so I found it um at Home Depot. Uh-huh. And it was it was just on one of like the end caps in a little like hanging up in a little kit. And it looked like they had been there for a while too, so I think a lot they're a little dusty. Right. I don't think a lot. I don't. I, I don't think. I don't think, many, I don't think many people know that this is, that this product is out there. There are videos on the on their website uh-huh. on the on the manufacturer's website, which were really informative. I would advise you watching those. And even like if you want to do like a trial run in right. a closet or somewhere, that that's not a bad idea either. That's a great but idea. Yeah.
0: So you said it's squeak be gone.
6: Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Squeak, he, yeah,
6: squeak squeak be gone or maybe it was squeak no more something like that. Yeah. Right. But just 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 search your 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 hardware store website for for floor squeak. That's and funny uh, cuz I and, can
0: hear entire neighborhoods running to get these squeak be gone things.
6: <laughs> yeah. Go and it's... and 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 go ahead and save you an extra trip and buy the refill kit at the same time.
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you very much, Sean. We appreciate that. That's the kind of stuff we love to hear on Fix It 101. We can't figure it out. Maybe you can.
1: That's awesome. Sounds like a great uh, stocking stuffer.
0: That's right. All right. Let's keep on going. Joan's on the line in uh, Clarksdale. How's it going? Joan? Joan in Clarksdale, not
7: Clarksdale.
0: Oh, sorry about that. How are you this morning?
7: Good. I'm good. Um, here's my problem. We had our kitchen cabinets painted wonderfully, but in order to protect our to concrete floor, they put down brown paper securing it with masking tape. Well, when they pulled, up, they pulled up the masking tape, the stain from the floor followed the masking
0: tape. Yeah. Masking tape's only supposed to stay down for a very short amount of time. Um, do, you, do one of the pros you guys want to handle this?
1: You're going to have to repeat I it. I didn't hear, I, I didn't hear
0: it. Yeah, Jeff, uh, she was, uh, they were staining the floors. They put down some, uh, brown paper to, uh, uh, to, to cover it while it, it, it took the stain, I guess, but they've used but I, masking tape. We
7: were painting cabinets, uh, and in order to protect the floor, they put down the brown paper was masking tape, and it was down. I guess longer than it should have been. We pulled it up, and up came stain.
0: So the uh, so yeah, the stain was brought up by masking tape that was left too long.
2: And unfortunately, you're exact right, Jason. Certain we've got blue painters tape that's uh, fourteen day tape. Do not leave it on more than fourteen days. And right. uh, um, and masking tape is even worse. Now, what do we do to get to get rid of it? There is a product called Goof Off. G O O F F. Off.
0: Right. Well, is she saying? She's saying that. That is a way to get to get something off of like a sticky or whatever else or paint something like that off of a surface. But I think her issue is that the masking tape brought the stain up off of the floor. So in other Uh words, she's got a a blank spot in her floor where the where the tape brought it up. Um, Is there any matching this?
2: That's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough.
0: uh, John, let me, let me ask you: Did um, did was this a contractor you hired to do this?
7: Yeah.
0: Oh, a contractor did this.
7: He didn't know. Yeah. He didn't know.
0: Was this <laughs> was this uh, just a kind of handy person, or is this a no, painter?
7: No. Painter, contractor.
0: Uh, a didn't certified painting contractor. Him. I think
1: that'll be. But I'm, I'm deducting some money out of that to fix that floor. Right, <laughs>
2: yeah. exactly. Because it sounded like some on-the-job training. They they should have never used masking tape for one thing. Um, masking tape is just too. Uh, it's just not the right product. Uh, yes. well, we should have used. We should have yeah, used painters tape. Uh, yeah, I, know. And,
7: I and, I've learned all that. But where do I? And, we're very limited in people who do this uh, flooring anymore. Right. Where to, find, um, so,
0: where to find a contractor that might could do that floor?
7: Well, at least give him the estimate. Because what I'm thinking right. is, go to sell this house, we're going to have to say, you know,
2: I, I don't see any way to fix it. This you know, the, the sad reality of this. What? Uh, I hate to even say it, but the reality is you're probably going to sand that floor back down and restain. Um,
0: Jeff, it, what 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 do prob- I uh, say? A two thousand square foot floor. What will that uh, cost to stain?
2: Ooh, vacant with no furniture. Yep. Um, well, we're going to be somewhere's around sands. Sand stain, and finish. We're going to be somewhere around three fifty a foot.
0: Three three fi- dollars and hang on, what? No, no, three dollars, no, no,
2: three dollars and fifty cents a foot. Okay. Uh, it's it's not it's it's expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, it's dirty. Uh, we we got to move everything
0: off of the floor. There's just a, the list goes on and on. Um, gotcha. Let me ask Joan, uh, have you ever, have you listened to the show before? Oh, yeah, all the time. We we suggest uh, a certain couple of sites to look at to find a contractor in your area that's certified in Mississippi to do something like this. I know how hard it is to find a contractor, but some of these guys will drive a little distance if the job is right. Uh, so one of the first places you want to start and look is Mississippi State Board of Contractors, which is msboc.us. There's another one. uh what is the what's the one for MHI? Um, uh, Mississippi
2: Housing Institute.
0: Yes, Mississippi. Um, yeah, you can Google Mississippi Housing Institute. That's a great place to find uh, contractors that are able to fix your floor, and you'll find one that's going to be willing to come where you are and do the work. Uh, but you may have to ask a few folks, you know, to come. Hey, James. and I know.
1: Joan probably don't want to hear this, but um, I I actually sanded and redid my floors myself. I rented the sander, and now my brain got scrambled when I was running that sander. (laughs) That's some heavy-duty equipment right there. But I'm also wondering, too, in the spots that you've got, if a regular hand sander would work, since this is a property that you're going to sell anyway, you could sit there and hand sand. You know, I've got that little hand electric yeah. sander. Mm-hmm. Sand mm-hmm. that down a little bit and maybe just add, you thin that stain out a little bit. I know you do that with uh, paint and I'm probably going to get a phone call on this because yes. I've not ever done it, but you might be able to sand out that those damaged areas and just add a thinner kind of... Uh,
2: That's right. Uh, yeah. No, Pam, you mute are definitely on the right track uh and if you worked on it long enough and and you were patient enough you could get that real real close so
0: okay
7: well my concern would be uh, the color
0: yeah, matching the color is going to be difficult, you know, uh, especially if that stain has been down for a long time. The other situation is you'll never know the mixture the person put together to make that stain. So, yeah.
7: Um, well, oh, well, this is very helpful because I'm thinking I'm going to live with it till so we're ready to sell the house and move out, and 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 you know.
0: You know what? Tell the owners you'll give them uh, give them yeah. a couple hundred bucks for the floor. Uh, that,
2: that's my question, but thank you. But you know what? What? Here, here, I want to make, I want make, make, one more comment. Uh, the floors are already messed up, so you really don't have to lose it. try it.
0: Okay. Yeah, you have try another. It, he's he says there's no reason since they're already messed up. There's no reason not to go ahead and try it. Uh, it you're not going to mess it up anymore. So.
1: And there are some, I know, Jason, you're going to talk about tools.
0: Mm-hmm. There's some
1: awesome hand sanders out there. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, you could sit down with one of those electric sanders. I've got several. i am just finished sanding down my windows. I took my metal windows down, and I've sanded them, getting ready to paint them.
0: Okay. All right. Let's let's uh, let's keep moving, guys. we got some full phones. If you want to give us a call, it's 877-MPB-RING. Nora's on the line at Gulfport, and she has a suggestion. What's going on, Nora? Well,
5: I'm listening, and I'm thinking, what if she put quarter rounds? If it's just along the edges, I didn't understand for sure, but if she put quarter rounds down,
0: you might be able to come pretty close to matching that color. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so she's got the floor, and it's got these spots on it. Uh, depending on how far out they come, if she were put some quarter round down, it could cover those spots. Not, not a bad idea. Uh, covering is a part of some of the things that are done in home improvement. So that <laughs> that is not a terrible idea for for a quick fix. You're right, Nora. Good idea.
3: Okay. I love your show. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks, Nora. Have a great day. Let's uh, keep moving. We're going to go to Henry in Meridian, and he's got a, a question about the crawl space. So uh, here we go. Henry?
6: Hey, good morning. Morning, sir. I have an older house, approximately 60 years old. I have a crawl space underneath. Do I need to cover those uh, openings up? I looked at replacing them, but uh, what they is uh, brick. So is not the same size as the standard vent.
0: Okay, okay. So, so folks, I don't know if you heard it or not, but he's got a a, a standard crawl space with. Uh, did you say brick around the crawl space? Oh uh, yes, brick. yeah, brick. And then he has the vents in there. Are the vents something that he wants to cover in the winter? Is the question?
1: I wouldn't. No, I think you're uh, supposed to. It, you know, and this is. I wouldn't need- yeah. The thing about, I tell you, cross spaces are like people. They're all different. And it really just Staying depends over. on, you know, where the house is, how much wind you get, what's the moisture level under the house, where it was built, the type of dirt it was put yep. on. Because you, know, you can have moisture issues down there. And if you close those vents up, you've just captured all that water underneath
2: your house. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Okay. Hey, I. I like to treat my crawl space just like I treat my attic. <clears throat> I want it dry and I want it the same temperature outside as inside.
0: Okay, so the same so, temperature outside as is what would be in the in the crawl space, which means I mean the only way to do that is to keep it open though. Yes, it's
2: yes, and make sure your pipes are wrapped. Make sure it is dry. Those are some of the worst things you can do is trap moisture in your or trap it underneath your house.
3: Well, there you go. That does
2: all kinds of damage. That's
1: make sure you've got a good poly product on the ground. Make sure and if your air conditioning ducting is down there, make sure you keep those animals out because that's where they're headed in the winter. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Thank you, Henry. We appreciate it. Uh, I had a friend, by the way, a couple of years ago that, that could not figure out why he kept losing heat. Uh, actually, it, you guys would remember, this is Ezra and uh, uh, Ezra Wall. He, he could not figure out why he kept losing heat in his house. Come to find out, this very ingenious possum was getting in under his house, uh, and it was, it was getting in underneath the skirting of his home. You know what I'm saying? So he couldn't even see that it was getting in there. There was no hole. But it had, it had made quite a party in there before he figured out to trap it and get rid of it. So
1: Oh, yeah. They have a good time down there.
0: Yeah, they do. Uh, lots of stuffing and things to pull out. Anyway, all <laughs> right. Uh, uh, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You want to do an email here, guys? Okay. Well, then just here we go. All right, uh, to the Fix It One Hundred and One team, uh, my septic system has an air pump that f- plugs into an outside electrical socket. When the pump stops working, we uh, uh, or the pump has stopped working, we still put the RIDX in every month. But how long can it go without the air pump before problems arise? Also. Is rid or any commercial substitute better than those little yeast packs that you get from the grocery store? Don't everybody jump in at once?
2: I'm afraid. I'm I'm afraid this is out of my
0: wheelhouse. Okay. Pam, any any thoughts there?
1: You know, um, if it were me. I would call uh, the installer on that particular unit and ask them, I always defer to the manufacturer specifications. What do they say I need to do uh, in that situation? So you could even look at your manufacturer label on that pump Uh and um, maybe do some research online. But I always defer to these installers and these manufacturers because they'll tell us kind of life expectancy and general maintenance.
2: that's right. And and two, let's just think about this for a second. When this thing was brand new, it had the aerator pump on there. Right. They didn't they didn't put it on there just to add weight to it. It <laughs> serves a purpose.
0: It serves a okay? purpose, so, yes.
2: Good old common sense is gonna tell me if my aerator pump goes out, you you know you know what I need to do tomorrow?
0: Get a new aerator pump. There you go. Okay. So All right. Well, that, that kind of solves that one. So that, there's the issue there, man. The best thing you can do is uh, get a new aerator pump to to get your system back to full capacity. Also, if anybody had an idea of whether there's anything better than the Ridex x or the yeast packs that come from the grocery store, we'd love to hear about that. Hey, I wanted to talk to you guys real quick uh, about the tools. And uh, many stores are, are really lighting it up and uh, brand new stuff. And here are some gift ideas that might start your uh, DIYers next project. All right, folks, one of the best things uh, to to get if someone does not have. Well, let's just assume a DIYer does have a few tools. OK, we've talked in the past about if you don't have tools, there are starter kits out there. Like when uh, someone buys a new home, there's such a cool gift that you can get them, which is kind of a starter tool set. They, a lot of people that buy a home have never had any tools and and uh don't know anything about them but there's no way you can be in home in a home and not need a tool and no the butter knife doesn't do everything so there's stuff you need uh and here's some things if you've got a DIYer in your home you here's some neat things you can stack on top for uh stocking stuffers things like that a drill bit set Uh, let me say uh, uh if you never have enough of these Never, uh, drill bits are necessary for any handy person interested in woodworking or serious DIY constructions. And by the way, they don't last. Uh, they do everything from uh, wear out. They they no longer cut well. They they uh, they break sometimes, depending on if you put the long wrong leverage on it. So you can always use more drill bits. Uh, number four, a t- uh, four tool combo kits. These are four piece power tool kits from a a great set that can help someone get started on their first project the battery powered tool sets y'all know what we're talking about if you go into your hardware stores your local hardware stores you'll see these it'll be a certain brand and it'll have say a saw and a uh, drill driver uh combo usually uh with batteries and a pack and maybe a light or a radio something like that these are great little combos to start with and to get to get some uh, projects going these tools might or might not last forever depending on which uh how or high you go on on your price scale but you know we've had so many people here say buy the best product you can buy get the best one but you know what some people don't do this all day long and some people need a screwdriver for this project and maybe two more this year well that's not something that you may need the three thousand dollar drill for you know, you may be able to pick that one up for for you know fifty to seventy five dollars. So if Jason, you, Jason, can go, I
1: make a suggestion Sure. To, please, folks, visit these small hardware stores and give them your business. These small businesses are um, struggling, and try to try to shop local. Yeah, the big box stores. Let me tell you, they're doing fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, they no problem.
1: They're, they're doing great,
0: but. but you know,
1: The small businesses could really use your business.
0: That's true. And the small business has something that the boxes don't, uh, which is people. And those people, you can walk in and ask a lot of the same questions that you might ask on this show, and they can tell you. And that's that's the great thing about going to a local trained hardware store uh here's another one that's a lot of fun if you're a person who does this i was uh putting together a deck a couple of years ago and man i could have used a cordless drill holster i know that sounds ridiculous and no i don't want to be a cowboy but when you've got a screw in your hand and you just need to know where the drill is so you can put it in it's right there on your hip all the time It, it it like I said, it sounds like I want to be a cowboy, but it's pretty awesome. Uh, that power screwdriver, man, there's almost nothing you can buy that has more value than a power screwdriver. Like a battery-operated powered screwdriver can alleviate troubles uh, you run into using a regular screwdriver. Number one, a regular screwdriver will wear out your forearm. Trust me, that happens. All right, uh, let's see. Going to the next one, a multi-purpose laser level Multi-purpose laser levels, great gift for DIYers because it's so versatile. You can be uh, used to hang pictures, install shelving, lay floors, hang wallpaper. It's a good tool to have around. Great tool to have if you're hanging pictures to make sure that they're straight. All right, folks. Well, that, that just about covers it today. Fix It 101. We'll call that a success. All right. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting, Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. Join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101, only on MPB Think Radio.